Kiwi Tripsters heads to Great Lake Topor. We take to the water for the scenic delights and the rainbow trout. We hit the trails on craters, size up hooker falls, soak in hot pools, stake out some great tastes and check out the wild side to Turangi. Welcome back to Kiwi Tripsters. Buckle up and take off to spectacular destinations as we continue our journey and share the inside word on all things travel. Whether it's luxury travel or backpacking on a budget, whether it's cruising or foodie trips, we've got you covered with top tips and tricks so you can have an amazing travel experience. And now, over to your hosts, Mike Yardley and Chris Lynch. Welcome aboard to another interesting edition of Kiwi Tripsters. Hope you're well. I'm Chris Lynch. I'm Mike Yardley. Good to see you, Chris. Nice to see you too, sir. On this edition, we are focused on the heart of the North Island, the wondrous region of Taupo. And you've checked out plenty of mountain bike trails, you old fitness freak you this year, particularly across New Zealand. Tell me, Mr. Cycleman, Taupo, <laughs> how does it stack up? Seriously impressive, I'd had to, uh, have to say, Chris. Craters Mountain Bike Park in Taupor is the arch rival of the Redwoods in Rotorua. And to be fair, I think they're just as good as each other because they have very similar features, both very forestry and those pumice soils ensure great grip, which is what you want on a bike. Um, the, the thing I really loved about Craters so many geothermal features are joining yeah. the track. So you'll be uh, romping along the tracks and then you'll just come across out of the blue a lovely hot water stream. So if you've notched up a few aches and oh, pains wow. on your bike, you can give yourself a bit of soothing time. Uh, they've got 50K of trails across all grades in craters. So whether you're a numpty like me or an advanced rider, you are sorted. I... um found it a really good MTB park. Dumb question. Can you actually sit in the the wee lakes yeah. that are, not lakes, we're going to just wee the streams. streams. Yeah, absolutely. How wonderful. Yeah, and there's like steam rising from them. It's all very romantic. Oh, that sounds really nice. I want yeah. to do that at some, some stage. Um, what about some of the trails around Hooker Falls? That's supposed to be nice. I, have, I haven't done it, but you've, you've done it, right? They are absolutely staggering. I actually enjoyed the Hooker Trails more actually than Craters because – the scenery and the perspective up on those hillsides looking down at Hocker Falls is just stupendous. And it's the colour and the clarity of the Waikato River as it um, darts out from Lake Topor yeah. on its way to Hamilton. The colour is just incredible. It's as clear as cellophane, that water. And uh, we will be talking to Johnny from 4B Bike Hire a bit later on in this episode. He absolutely loves the Hooker Trails. And Johnny is the go-to man at 4B for all things MTB in Topor. By the way, speaking of water, and you know, Chris, I do love a good gushing water work. Yes, you do. After you've had your fix on the Hooker Falls, <clears throat> you need to check out the nearby Aratiatia Dam, which turns what is a narrow gorge into a raging river within five minutes, and they do this several times a day. Um, and loud sirens will ring out 
across Topor before the dam control gates open. And what starts off as like just a trickling stream of water absolutely transforms into a torrent. I think it's the next wow. best thing to watching a flash flood without, you know, life or limb being endangered. It is seriously addictive. I've always wanted to see that happen. Mm, it's al- fabulous I've and free. Missed, yeah, yeah, I've always missed out. Now, before, we were talking about some very special uh, thermal terraces. Yes. What, what were those? Uh, the Wairaki thermal terraces is the yeah. major geothermal feature. Uh, you can see some hot springs just adjoining the tracks in Craters Mountain Bike Park. But if you want to give yourself a proper dip in hot pools, the Wairaki thermal terraces is the place to go. Um, the location is just so incredible because the hot pools are tucked around the base of these magnificent silica terraces and waterfalls, which are just constantly changing shape. So when I was there, I was thinking, you know, if you think back to all of those early travellers in the Victorian age who would come to New Zealand to see the pink and white terraces, I reckon the silica terraces at Wairaki are probably the next best thing because – you can see how they are just constantly evolving. And the really good thing about the hot pools there is they are adults only. So as you're having your wee romantic dip in the hot water, you won't have squawking kids upsetting the atmospherics, Chris. (laughs) Oh, you child hater, you. Um, Jokes, jokes. Um, Places to eat? Really good places in Topol. I was surprised, actually. My favourite place, Vine Eatery. It's a Mediterranean style venue in the heart of town, and they specialise in long table shed plate dinners, very Italian style. But you know, whether you're eating with twenty others or just going there with by yourself, um, they've got so many tapas options. I actually counted on their tapas menu um, over thirty different options. So you See, can. That's good. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was fabulous, although the choice is quite bewildering uh, because every item just looks so yummy. I ended up having uh, fish and prawn wontons, big button mushrooms stuffed with spinach, just as little tuppers dishes. It was just fantastic. They've got a fabulous bakery. I thought of you, Chris Lynch. Baked with love. It's an eatery and a cakery, this place. And um, they are renowned for their custom cookies. So a lot of businesses in Topol will order up cookies from this bakery, which they will give to clients and so forth. Uh, The custard brioche donut. Oh, my goodness. Sinfully good indulgence. And also on the sweet tooth front, uh, with summer about to dawn on the main street in Topor, Luna's Gelateria. I reckon this could be one of the best gelato stores in New Zealand. Their flavour range is explosive. I really liked their chocolate and almond butter gelato. Oh, that that's what I call nice. delicious gelato. Yeah, give that a good lick. Absolutely. You're with Kiwi Tripsters, and we turn the spotlight on destination great Lake Taupo. Um, good places to stay, Mike? Yes, I think really you want to be staying on the lakefront to mm. maximise the experience of you know, savouring the splendour of that lake. And they've actually just upgraded 
the walkway around the lakefront. They call it the Great Lake Walkway. Um, so the pathway around the lakefront has been extensively widened, lots of landscape design enhancements. And I was staying at the Millennium Hotel and Resort Manuel's right on the lakefront and just woke up, walked out onto my balcony, looked down at the pathway, looked down at the lake. It was just magical. In fact, I was so close to the water, Chris, I could have virtually slung a line out into the water to try and catch a rainbow trout for breakfast. But it's a really uh, beautifully serviced uh, hotel, fabulous staff. It looked nice from the photos on your Instagram and on the website. Beautiful. But I think, you know, when it comes to location, location in Topor, that place really uh, ticks the boxes. They've got um, actually their own uh, hot grotto plunge pool, which I found quite interesting at the hotel. So um, if you are having a little bit of a romantic holiday over summer, uh, that would certainly be a sweet spot for you, I'm sure. Very good. Now, speaking of uh, fishing, you, you tried a bit of fishing, didn't you? Well, I did, and it's been a long time between drinks because I was thinking before I went to Topol, the last time I caught a fish, I think I was 10, standing on the Akaraya Wharf, and I managed <laughs> to bag a dogfish, which is often maligned as a pretty, you know, mediocre fish. Well, you done better than me. The last time I was at the Avon River and I caught a cockabilly when I was about 11. Did you eat it? No, I oh. chucked it back in. Okay. Could have been a wee tapas menu item there. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Fried cockerel. Um or cockabilly, was it? Cockabilly, yes. yes. Um, so anyway, I thought I need to, I need some professional assistance here. So I went out on a fishing charter with Chris Jolly Outdoors, and these guys are legends in Topor. They've been um, involved in the whole Hospo outdoors adventure business for decades. So aside from like marvelling at the magnificence of the lake being out there, um, I actually found the fishing really easy with all of the professional assistance, and I managed to reel in a fabulous, decent-sized rainbow trout. So You were the professionals. Well, uh, I reeled it in. I did actually haul it in, but um, they got me all sorted with my gear. So I've got to give them full credit. Yeah, that's okay. That's nice. I'll, I'll let you have that. There's nothing more exciting than um, when that rod starts to pulsate I downwards, know. doesn't it? It's amazing. Yes. And Very I was funny. told to hold it at sort of like a one o'clock angle and just reel it in slowly. slowly. Yes. Not too quick. But yeah, he was quite a big trout and he was desperately trying to fight it. Yeah. Oh, okay. And the closer it gets, of course, the heavier it, the heavier it feels. Yeah. Now, apart from fishing, um, very scenic experiences. Oh, incredible! Yeah. So, like for example, with Chris Jolly Outdoors, they will do private fishing charters. They also operate scenic cruises, and they were doing um, really brisk trade on those scenic uh, cruises when I was there. But probably the biggest highlight, uh, if you want to just take in like a scenic cruise, is to go out to the artwork that adorns the rock face of Mine Bay, tucked away in Lake Topol. This is truly an extraordinary artwork, Um, a big Maori rock carving, 14 metres above the water. And when you first look at it, you think, how the hell did they do it? And it was uh, done by a chap called Matahi Brightwell and, and three of his mates back in the 1970s. And it took them four years to complete this artwork. They were all just wearing speedos and safety glasses while they did it, standing on bamboo scaffolding. They're about to give it a bit of a touch-up because it's been weathered over the years, but it is just an extraordinary piece of New Zealand art. Um, Now, let's be honest about it. Uh, The jewel of the lake 
this is what makes the place oh, amazing. It's absolutely incredible. That water, once again, that deep blue water and the clarity of it is quite extraordinary. And the sunshine, the whole lake just glitters like diamonds. And the immensity of that inland sea is what really blows me away about Lake Topol. You can fit Singapore within the circumference of that lake. That's how massive it is. Um, and I just love how... Wrapped around the lake, you've got all of those totems to Maori mythology, like Mount Pihanga, um, who was like the Princess Mountain. Um, and then also I was intrigued to hear about uh, this little, little island in the middle of the lake, Mototaiko Island, which just seems to float in the lake like a mirage. Wow. And there is, and you're right about the mythology. Yeah. That is so rich in its own storytelling. I love that. Uh, yeah, I think it is quite gripping. Like Mount Pihanga, as most people who live in Lake Topor would know, is sort of like the mythological princess. And she's the mountain that, according to Maori mythology, all of the neighbouring male volcanic mountains would scrap over to try and win her affections. And the most famous mythology related to this big fight is between Taranaki and Tongariro and the two supposedly fought so fiercely the earth shock lava flowed and Tongariro lost his head falling into the lake which formed Mototaiko Island. Um, love it. I love those stories. Yeah. And Tongariro, even though he lost his head, emerged victorious and the defeated Mount Taranaki was banished west. And as he headed out to where we see Taranaki today, he carved out the Whanganui River as he mournfully retreated after losing and not being able to stand close to Pihanga. It's all very sad, isn't it, Chris? You would make a great tour guide. Really? You know, seriously, I found that quite captivating. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Um, coming up, Mike talks to Johnny Clapcott about the MTB offerings in the region, but we head to the south of the lake for some wild times in Turangi. Stay tuned. Kiwi Tripsters will be right back after this break. Topor is the sparkling jewel in the crown of the North Island, power-packed with outdoors adventure from trout fishing and mountain biking to the mesmerising spectacles of Hooker Falls and the region's geothermal treasures. Satisfy your love of nature and lust for adventure by packing your bags for a getaway to Great Lake Topor. Lovetopor.com You're with Kiwi Tripsters. I'm Mike Yardley. Joining us from 4B Bike Hire and Tours in Topor is Johnny Clapcott. How's it going, Johnny? Yeah, very well, Mike. Thank you. Thanks for having me. A pleasure. Uh, let's get a bit of background on your own life story because before the career change to the MTB business, you were a school teacher, right? Yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I've got about uh, 10, almost 11 years. Uh, under my belt in the in the classroom, and what triggered the change to mountain biking? Oh, so I I, I was pretty lucky. I, I have fond memories of my um, teaching career. I got to teach in three different countries, including um, the UK and in Mongolia. But uh, as as time progresses, you start to um, you start to question and, and and want to do more, I suppose. And I I just got a little bit frustrated as to where I was at. 
um, in terms of the career thing. And um, I had sort of in the back of my mind always thought maybe 10 years was a good number to be putting into the into the teaching thing. And uh, yeah, here we are. Opportunity came up and, and one thing led to another. And, and uh, I'm now, as you say, in the MTB business, which I'm sure. enjoying. Has biking been a lifelong passion for you? Yeah, it has. I've always been very interested. I mean, it always, um, back when I was younger, it was uh, a way of getting from A to B, a little bit different than it is in in, uh, in today's environment with so many vehicles on the car. But we we literally lived on our bikes, you know, whether it was going to friends or, or to the river for a swim or, or, of course, getting to and from school every single day. It was always, always on a bike. And then I um, got into it a little bit more competitively uh, at about the age of 24, I think. So you've been been in the in the blood for a while, so to speak. And tell us about 4B, the services you provide at 4B, and the, and, and the reason for the name 4B, which is intriguing in itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's probably not the most uh, marketable name as, I, as I've learned along the way, but the, the background um, makes a bit more sense than the name once you know it. Um, so we started off as a, as a bed and breakfast, and uh, from the bed and breakfast we were doing biking trips, um, and, and so the four B's are the, the bed, breakfast and bike and beyond. So um, it, it makes a bit more sense when you when you hear it out that way. But yeah, yeah, that was, uh, was as I say, and then we've expanded out to the shop opposite the mountain bike park there. Fantastic. Are you a Topor local? I mean, are you part of the area or has the area attracted you there? I've always been interested in the area. Um, I've been in Topol for just over 10 years. So if you talk to some, um, in inverted commas, locals, you'll they'll tell you I've got about 50 years to go before I am a local. But I'd, I'd consider myself a local. But no, I grew up in the Hawke's Bay in Hastings. Uh, spent the first 18 years of my life, yeah, down there. What do you think, Johnny, sets the Topol region apart when it comes to MTB opportunities? Oh, I think it's, it's very well, or maybe not well enough advertised, but um, we, because of the pumice in the soil, have incredibly free-draining uh, trails, which really makes us a year-round destination regardless of what the weather's doing. You know, we've just had a huge downpour today, for example, and, uh, you know, within about an hour of the rain stopping, you can get out and the trails are relatively dry by the odd little puddle here and there which not many places can um can claim which is which is a real real difference for us here yeah absolutely and obviously e-bikes have been a big talking point across new zealand uh this year are they in hot demand in topol yes oh yeah absolutely it's uh, i think it's the hottest uh hottest ticket at the moment in, in the mountain biking and in the cycling industry worldwide with the knock-on effect uh you know here in topol that it's very very difficult to find any stock to buy new uh, obviously we're lucky enough to have uh, a relatively big fleet of e-bikes to hire but certainly when you look in the in the shops because of that uh, you know they are such a hot ticket worldwide as i say and the, and the covid whole you know covid thing has really 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 made them in short supply so definitely the talking point is who's got e-bikes and can we ride them Johnny, let's suppose I have never been on an e-bike, I've never been on an MTB trail, and I'm coming to Topor and I think, look, I can tell this is a big craze, there's a huge renaissance in uh, biking, maybe I should give this a go. If I come along to 4B, what can you offer me and how can you make the experience um, okay in terms of my comfort zone given lack of experience? Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that we find that – 
a lot of people who have have previously been on a bike but often don't have the fitness to um, still enjoy the ride because obviously mountain biking involves a reasonable amount of going uphill and an e-bike just negates the need to have that fitness. And, and, and in saying that, you still get a bit of a workout, but it just takes the edge off it. And we're super lucky where we're located. Obviously, we've got the mountain bike park straight across from us. But even better than that for beginners, we've got the Hooker River Loop, which takes in the Hooker Falls, a whole lot of geothermal activity, the power stations, and Aratea Tia Dam, of course. And that's a nice grade two 17-kilometer loop, which is which is really nice for beginners. Absolutely. You took me up there a few weeks ago and it just blew me away how the views down to the water of, you know, the Waikato River and the Hooker Falls, um, you get a fabulous uh, perspective of the clarity, that vivid colour of the water. The higher and higher you climb, it seems to get even more tantalising the view, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, it's, a good, it's a good reminder of just how clean uh, the water actually is leaving Taupo, you know, and obviously there's a few things that happen downriver, but we're so, so, so lucky that we've just got this uh, natural filtration thing going on. I mentioned before about the pumice in the soil. Of course, it also acts as this amazing natural filtration system for all the water that's going back into Lake Taupo, so it cleans all the impurities out of it, and we get the benefit when we go along the ride, and we look down, and as you say, you can see the bottom, and it's still quite deep, but you can hear, you know, the clarity is amazing. Absolutely. Uh, you mentioned craters. Um, for those not familiar with the MTB Park, are there trails to suit all abilities? I think from recollection you took me on um, some of the intermediate trails, right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, so we've, we've, it's grade two through to grade five. So, so you, yep. you need to be able to um, be okay on a bike. You wouldn't be mm. learning to ride in there. Uh, right through to, as I say, grade five stuff where there's things that I don't do in the park. So you need to just to be that little bit of crazy factor and uh, and certainly a big a big bike with plenty of suspension to be hitting that uh, higher level stuff. But no, gen- generally something for everybody. And there's about 55 kilometres of trail in there. So lots and lots of riding to do. Yeah. And and those fabulous little geothermal gems you come across, like those hot water streams, they're just incredible, eh? Oh, we're so, so, so lucky. The, the whole region, you know, right from Ruapehu all the way out to White Island, has this incredible band of geothermal activity. The, you know, the crust is very, very... Um, uh, thin here comparatively, you know, six kilometres versus 20 in the rest of New Zealand versus 50 kilometres uh, on average in the rest of the world. So the benefit of that, of course, is all of the steam and these bubbling mud and, and uh, hot water streams that you're talking about. So we are um, very, very lucky to have it all in our backyard. For sure. Now, I know a week or so ago you were uh, rocking the Timber Trail, which I think you do offer as a guided experience, right? And you can do it as like a multi-day experience? Yeah, correct. Yeah, the, t- the Timber Trail really has come along leaps and bounds in terms of popularity. And I, I would go so far as to say that it is probably the most popular trail currently in the North Island. Wow. Um, we we stayed at a lodge uh, that's smack bang in the middle, so you get to break it o- up into two days, about 40 kilometres each day. And the lodge in October, uh, compared to last year, was up almost tenfold. So, and, and that's purely domestic, of course, because we don't have the uh, international visitors. So, no, it really, really is an incredible uh, journey through some incredible podocarp forest and, of course, the amazing swing bridges the biggest of any cycleway 141 meters that you get to ride over which really is uh, just another um, stunning example of what you can do on a mountain bike 
Oh, absolutely spectacular. Yeah. Well, for more information about Johnny's Bike Hub and all of the services they offer at 4B, whether you want to have a guided bike ride or unguided, uh, for all the details, just head to 4B.nz. And Johnny, I hope you have an absolutely hummer summer in Taupo. Yeah, much appreciated. We're we're, uh, looking forward to uh, hosting all our domestic buddies. Awesome. Thanks very much for your time. Yeah, you're much appreciated. Thanks, Mike. Great chat with Johnny, by the way, Mike. He is a passionate advocate for Topo. I like people who are passionate. Now, let's head to the southern edge of the lake, to Tūrangi. Aside from the trout fishing, which you like, and white rudder rafting, that's pretty big in Turangis. I mean, that's one of the big draw cards these days, isn't it? Yeah, I think, as they say in the trade, uh, the white water rafting would be Turangis hero product. Yeah. Uh, they're big sort of, you know, emblematic product. Did you do it? No, I didn't on my recent visit there. I was short on time and I probably would have whisked out Chris because me and Rapids, we don't probably mix. Uh, but I did meet up with a guy called Garth Oakton who operates the white water rafting excursions. In fact, he's been doing it for about 30 years on the Tongariro River out of Turangi. And interestingly, as part and parcel of doing those excursions, Garth actually became more and more concerned about the plight of the blue duck or the feel, um, which is actually, of course, the duck or the bird that's on the face of our $10 note. So he established the Blue Duck Project, and you can see the fruits of the project's work by opting to do a river tour, whether you do your whitewater rafting or just a blue duck river tour on the Tongarero. They are an amazing species, only one of three species worldwide who live year-round in fast-flowing rivers like the Tongarero. How would you ever get any sleep? Incredible, eh? Um, And when you look at their feet, these oversized webbed feet, it actually becomes quite self-explanatory as to why they are such great navigators of the rapids. They're like Olympic champions, you know, the way yeah. that they can weave their way through these rivers. Yeah, really Ducking interesting. Out. Mm. This program's been, or the project, I guess you'd call it, it's actually been quite successful too. I want to make sure people realise that. Huge, yeah. They reckon that there's been a 1,200% increase in the population of the Blue Duck on the Tongariro River uh, since the project was launched about 12 years ago. So the the guts of the project is all about um, trapping stoats and rats uh, that really go after the ducklings, and it's the ducklings' survival rate that has jumped uh, from 30% to 90%. That is what is boosting the population. Uh, and that's crucial because these guys have really fussy living standards. They're like the clean freaks of the New Zealand bird world. So, say, unlike the kakapo or the takahi, they can't just be transferred to a predator-free island sanctuary because they need that fast-flowing water of the Tongariro River or the Whanganui River. Um, so, yeah, this project is doing uh, God's work, you would say, uh, particularly when you consider the blue duck had previously been classified as functionally extinct. That is incredible. Congratulations to everybody working on that team. That is a lovely project to be a part of. Mm. Um, Mike, you checked out Turangi's latest offerings, like the, what is it called? The, the Ultimate E-Bike Wilderness Experience. Yes. How wild is it? Totally. It's a head rush, Chris. Nice. Quite escapist. Um, it's a two-day ride. You clock up about 50 kilometres, rocking 
the trails of a 10,000-acre private block of mountainous backcountry. And the altitude changes are just extraordinary as you zip up and down hills and across really high plateaus where you are up as high as, you know, 2,000 metres on a bike. Um, I found it edging the outer limits of my comfort zone. but Because of the topography, the terrain? Or just- yeah, yeah. Very steep in places. I was on an e-bike, so it was okay going uphill. But when it came to those downhill um, romps, I thought I was just going to completely lose it, you know, <laughs> just out of control. And, of course, the idea is that you stand up on your pedals. Oh, for control, which feels so unnatural. It's, it's like you do it the other way around when you want when, when you I know. rather be sitting down. Oh, I know. Well, I wanted to, but Garth, who is uh, this is one of Garth's new tourism ventures. He was he kept yelling at me, Mike, stand on your pedals, stand on your pedals, and I did actually gain better control. I didn't break anything, by the way. No limbs were harmed no. in the course of doing this. I think you'd probably need to be on an e bike, wouldn't you, for this? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. There's no way a regular bike and me would have made it up and down Dale on this extraordinary wilderness ride. It is incredible backcountry, though, and so beautiful. The views of those volcanic mountains are just absolutely staggering. By the way, accommodation, where do you stay? Yeah, they've got a fabulous old hunting lodge and chalets, which have all been georged up, so really comfortable. They'll feed you. So I was um, eating, you know, like fresh venison burgers. Oh, nice. And on this private block where you were riding through, there's so many red deer, hundreds and hundreds of red deer. And they're virtually, I wouldn't say fearless, but inquisitive. So they will come up really close to you. But sadly, yes, some of them um, were deployed for the purposes of feeding the riders. So sorry about that, Bambi. Um, But from the lodge, it's the most beautiful setting. It's like standing on a natural balcony, just looking out at the grandeur of nature. And you've got this dramatic gorge below you. And come nightfall, you will hear the piercing call of the kiwi. Um, you know, yelling out to its mate. That's nice. At night. That's yeah. a, what, a, what a lovely, majestic feeling that must be. Mm. Um, what about Tukanu, is it? Yes, Tukanu, just very close to Turangi. If you are in the Turangi area, I'd definitely recommend popping around the lake to this neighbouring village, Tukanu. It's a geothermal gem, and they've got this fabulous thermal walk Um which is sort of like Rotorua in miniature. So you walk along the boardwalks and you've got a dozen steaming hot pools and all sorts of crazy colours. Mud pools are spluttering away. You've got hissing vents. Um, gushing everywhere. Gushing everywhere. Mm. So, yeah, and if you're looking for a bit of Insta Gold, which Chris Lynch is always after, I have got the perfect place for you to go. Pack a picnic for a sunset over Lake Topor from the historic, really long-limbed Torkanu Wharf. Um, it's been gracefully restored with its original beams and decking from the 1800s. It's the most beautiful spot for sunset. And um, if you're looking for a place to stay in Torkanu, Braxmere Lodge, once again, is absolute lakefront, delicious place to stay. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to like our Facebook page and the show notes are available there or, of course, on the website at kiwitripsters.co.nz. 
And our Topor articles are also available at fortheloveoftravel.net.nz. We'd love to uh, get your ratings and reviews of Kiwi Tripsters on the podcast service of your choice. And we'll catch up in a couple of weeks' time for a fresh episode. Take care, everyone. And that's a wrap for this episode of Kiwi Tripsters. Liked what you listened to? Then join us for our next episode of Kiwi Tripsters, where we bring you more travel inspiration, giveaways, and insider knowledge with expert guests on the show. Connect with us on Facebook and Instagram, and visit us on kiwitripsters.co.nz. But most importantly, subscribe and comment on Apple Podcasts, and tell us what you think of our show. Till next time, safe travels. 